Great coaches ask great questions. Days at work are the days when the light bulb goes on for somebody else. Well, hello and welcome to On It, Not In It, the interview series. I'm your host, Todd Eppert, and today I'm joined by Lisa Salzman, the CEO at FireTech Productions. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to kick us off with a brief background as to who you are and what you do? Sure, sure. Um, thank you, Todd. Thanks for inviting me to this. Very exciting. My name is Lisa Salzman. Um, like you said, FireTech Productions is a fire protection training company. So uh, the company's been around since 1987. I joined forces with the company in 2007. We purchased a tape cassette and workbook product. So my background was uh, more in the computer world. So immediately started moving to online and some various things. And we've just, we've just grown, grown from there. Awesome. Thanks for sharing us. So about 17 years in business. Congratulations. It uh, sounds like uh, if you, if you purchased a video cassette production, I'm going to, I'm going to guess that in the, in the coming of the podcast, we're going to hear how you've modernized your business. So, but let's, <laughs> Let's start with uh, going back to you. So you're the CEO of the company. Uh, do you have ownership of the business just out of curiosity? I do. I am part owner. I have a partner. Okay, fantastic. So so uh, I'm sure you probably had something else going in life before 2007. So the question I would ask first is what inspired you to join a small business and to take on the, the leap of being a business owner and a CEO at the same time? Oh, yeah, great question. Um, in a nutshell, I was always working in some capacity, had moved from a full-time role to a part-time role when I had kids. I, we had five children. Um, and so had always maintained something, was doing a bit of consulting when one of my clients had the idea to buy the company. So at that point, I wasn't working that much. Our youngest was four. So it was really it was really to add income to the family, right? It was really just to provide a revenue stream. No grand plans of, you know, getting into a company and growing it at okay. that point. <laughs> okay. So, so, but also what I sense in your answers a little bit, so getting some revenue and some income for the family, but also sounds like maintaining some flexibility and maybe some freedom instead of being in a, in a more full-time job where you're working 40 hours a week for somebody else that's telling you what to do. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, we had five kids. I don't want to be out of the house for 40 hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we talk about all, all the time on, on it, not in it is many, many entrepreneurs that spark is I need more control. I want more freedom. And so that's what sounds like a common interest with our, some of our other viewers, listeners, and readers out there. So that's awesome. So, so let's talk about some other areas where we might have some commonality. What are some common misconceptions about running a business and how do you address them? Mm -hmm. Um, well, you know, you never stop learning about that, <laughs> right? Um, boy, um, boy, I wish I had the freedom like you, like it's, you know, you have freedom, but, but you also have that. I mean, that, you know, I've often referred to our, the company, to our team as our child, right? 
it really is like, and I have five kids, right? So I use that reference a lot, but it is like having another kid and it is always there. It never goes away. It's always on your mind. You're always thinking about it, right? It doesn't stop at five on, you know, Monday through Friday. Um, so I think I hear that, right? Just sometimes the, I, I, I think without the experience of owning a business, you just, you see maybe the positives. And there are a lot of positives. I mean, I love it. It's why I'm still doing it. But there's, it's just, and with growth, you know, every, every, as we grow, new things are coming on, right? New taxes, new laws, new, um, you know, it's just so many different things, legalities, et cetera, more insurance requirements, right? It's just always something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially in an industry like fire protection, right? And yeah. so obviously that's what you guys do. And so, yeah, the industry is trying to change all the time to add better safety constraints to keep people better protected, which means the people that do it have to be better trained, right? Right. Um, so, yeah. So, OK, so what I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I hear you saying is one of the misconceptions is you think you're getting freedom, but you don't always get as much as you think you have because it never leaves your mind. Right. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So so it's been 17 years. You've probably done a lot of things. What are your current challenges in the business? Oh, um, I would say one of my personal uh, current challenges is really what, really what this is called on it, not in it, right? So that shift for myself to really try and work on the business and not in it, right? And just that's boy, it's a big transition. Sometimes I think I'm doing it great, and then other days I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing it at all. So, um, okay, so so again, you get trapped in the day to day. Sounds like a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah, and the in the business side of it. Yep. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate the transparency there. So, so you mentioned a little bit about some of the regulations and the controls and the things that are changing in the and and that's not the only thing that's been changing in our business landscape. We all we all had to deal with the pandemic a couple of years ago. Hopefully, don't, we don't have to ever deal with one of those again in our lifetime. But that's not the only thing that we have to deal with in your industry. Maybe it's issues and regulations and things, but everything's always evolving. Nothing is status quo, right? It never stays still. So how do you adapt and remain open to change that's required in your business? Ooh, so, you know, learning, I think. And it's, I mean, that's a big concern, right? I mean, something we've I literally was talking to my partner about tomorrow, like how do we make sure our team is learning? So, you know, so we can be out in front and be embracing new learning technologies and right, doing the best to help our customer learn. Okay, so so I know a little bit about the kinds of things that you may be in. Just I'll ask some some questions that might resonate with some of our other listeners. So, are you looking at any kind of AI things, or are you looking at like an LMS and things like that? Are those are the kinds of things you're talking about? Very general terms, by the way. I don't need you to share any industry secrets. Uh, but just just wondering, are you looking at some some trends that are also out there with other listeners that might be doing the same thing uh, and how you're applying those things? Um, so, yes, I mean, I think we're always out there looking, right, seeing what's going on. AI, um, I know several of us on the team are looking at that, using that a little bit more. Right. And, uh, you know, you think of AI and in a training industry like boy, is it's an opportunity. Oh, boy, it's a threat, right? Like, will AI replace our courses? Will AI replace, you know, 
versus what can we do in AI to like even make what we offer better. So, right, you just kind of look at everything's a seesaw, right? You get your pros and your cons of everything. So just kind of managing that and looking at that. And then I think there was another part of your question. I I mentioned uh, I mentioned something else in an LMS. I don't know, I don't oh, know what your oh. platform looks like, and I'm not sure how you guys do your training. Right. right. So we have had an LMS um, really almost since the beginning. When we first, you know, when we when we first came in, started offering online, we had an LMS for that point. So we're on our third LMS, you know, growth and change through the years. Um, and our new LMS is new as of the end of 2022. So we're still learning that. It's a big, robust LMS and with lots of capabilities. So, um, yeah, so it's been good. It, it's, it provides a lot more opportunities for our clients, for our companies, and especially the managers. Okay. Like kind of monitoring their teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and by the way, I probably should apologize to our listeners and readers. Uh, an LMS is a learning management system. Mm -hmm. uh, I probably should have said that in the beginning. Uh, but I think everybody knows what AI is. So I don't have to explain that one. But so great. So yeah, so the business landscaping is evolving. And you just mentioned over time, over the last uh, 17 years or so, you've had three different LMSs. You've had to grow. Your business has grown with new tools, new technologies. So that's that's a big piece of what you're doing to keep uh, relevance, to stay open to changes, adaptations to your technology, uh, and then maybe your methods of teaching, which is something you're investigating through the artificial intelligence world, it sounds like. Right. Excellent. So, okay. So again, without revealing any specifics, if you can, uh, what kind of future plans do you see for the business? Oh, um, you know, growth in the types of courses, the topic of courses we offer is one option. Growth in reselling, right? So, and that goes both ways, right? Reselling others' content and then um, having others resell our content, right? Um, there's in, in this industry in particular, and, you know, I think this is going on in a lot of places. There's so many smaller companies being, um, you know, venture capital, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of, you know, so so this the landscape of many small companies is changing a bit. So just kind of navigating that and working with larger customers as opposed to smaller, you know, five to 15 company companies. Um, so our, our growth is, our growth is limited by our team size, really. I mean, there's so many options and so many, so much availability for us for grow to grow. Okay. So the good news is, is it sounds like you work in an industry that <clears throat> while there might be some open competition, which is in every industry, but there's a lot of opportunity for growth. Um, and it just, it sounds like you just need to pick some directions and you're in good shape. And I did, I did give you the caveat. I'm not asking you to tell me where you're going to grow. Uh, we don't want to share too much, but, uh, that's great to hear. Um, you know, everybody's always worried about is the economy going up, going down. It sounds like you guys are in pretty good shape that with what you do around fire protection, that's never going to stop being needed, which is great. Um, I'm, I'm sure that during the pandemic, you were seen as a, as a needed business, like an essential business. So that, that probably rings true today. So, so how about yourself, Lisa, if I can ask, do you have a, a goal for your next stage in your entrepreneurial journey? Oh, that's, um, that changes. 
<laughs> depending on the day, depending on the moment. Um, you know, I don't have, I don't have a, I love what I do, right? And I love it because we're constantly learning. And as we grow, right, with growth comes new opportunities, new obstacles, new things to overcome. Um, so I love that part of it. So I don't have, like, I don't have a deadline. Like I'm, I'm good to, I'm good to go till I don't like it anymore, right? Till the passion's gone till, um, you know, those five kids are out of the house now. So <laughs> anyway, maybe once grandkids start coming around, I'll have a personal, you know, my personal needs and desires will change. But you know, for now, I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, and so this, this is a bit of a, a side question that I'm interested. So you have five grown children now. Has any yes. of, have any of them expressed any interest in joining your business? Just out of curiosity. Oh no, no, it's it's a bummer, right? Like I'm like, come on, guys, and you know I think it's good. They need to go out and do their own thing. Um, so maybe in a few years there would be some interest. I don't know. I do have a partner, right? So. Um, He's younger than me. So, you know, if when if and when I'm ready to step out, I think uh, you know, there is a there is a plan in place. Yeah, so well, very good. Very good. Again, I'm not asking for dates or times or anything specific, yeah. just just questions. So so yeah, so a lot in a lot of entrepreneurial businesses, they become family businesses because mm -hmm. you know, child grows up with the business. 17 years is a long time. So your kids saw you grow up in this business. They've watched you do what you do. Sometimes they're interested in joining us. Sometimes they're not. Both are okay, uh, right? So, so when I work with family businesses, I constantly tell them, "Don't force your kids in, and if you're in there, don't force your parents out." <laughs> right? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dynamic we have to work with. So, so very good. So maybe someday, but not right now. You got the partner. Uh, and again, not looking for specific things around, like, give us a date, Lisa. I'm not trying to put you on the spot there. So I appreciate you being honest with that about that as well. So uh, I guess one other question I have for you is what advice would you offer aspiring entrepreneurs who are either just starting their journey or maybe they've hit a spot where they're stuck? What would you recommend to them? You've been around long enough to probably have had some of those situations. So what would you tell them today? Um. <laughs> I'll repeat what I've already said. I, I say it's just don't stop learning, right? There's there's so many things out there. I've I've done a, a variety of business courses, leadership programs, right? Coaching programs through the years. And it, each one helps, right? And I I've just, and that's what that's where I've become passionate. And I um I don't know if you've heard the term CRO and I forget where I heard it, right? As a, as the owner, as the leader, we have to be the CRO, the chief reminding officer. And I think that's the same in, with learning, right? Oftentimes we know something, right? And we're doing it and right, it just kind of falls off to the wayside and maybe you're not doing it as great or as at all, right? And then you go to that next level or listen to the next podcast. And you're like, oh my God, I knew that. We kind of quit doing that. We should do that. So I just think as you learn and as you grow, you you know, it's kind of fun to look back at all the mistakes you made and think, oh God, we still survived. <laughs> that was wonderful. Um, but just right to keep reminding ourselves of what we're supposed to do and to try to do the things the best way possible and to enjoy the journey. Right. So 
Um, I've always said, so we've been doing this for 17 years and it still continues to amaze me, just the roller coaster of owning a business and how you can literally feel one day like, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. And two hours later, you have some great news or phone call, right? And life is great. So it's still, you know, we're, we're still small enough that I feel that, you know, I wonder if we'll ever get to the point where, you know, I, I would have thought five years ago, if we were at the size we were now that I wouldn't feel that anymore, but you just still feel those emotions. So anyway. Well, I love that. Like the enjoy the roller coaster or the ride or whatever analogy you want to use. That's perfect. Uh, but I also captured a couple things in there. Uh, so continuously learn, continuously grow yourself is what I heard you yeah. say there. Uh, and then I also heard, hey, you're going to have good days and bad days. So don't let the good, the bad ones wipe you out. You know, there's right. going to be a good day around the corner, right? So stick yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, and then I also heard you say fail often and learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Fail forward, fail often. Um, you know, a culture that we try to ingrain in our team, like, boy, I know I've made a lot of mistakes. I don't expect anybody to come in and be mistake free. Just own up to it you know, and go forward, right? Like, don't look back. You're not going that way. Just fix it and figure out how we can maybe not let that happen again. And it's in, in letting go. I think that's a really big thing because sometimes I can, it's like, you can almost see that there, the mistake's going to be made, but the, the mistake makes the learning, right? It's almost, not that I want people to make mistakes, but right. It's, it's a bigger lesson when you do. Right. And so it's and then, then you feel bad. And like now, the, you know, that's why we said this. And so just got to let go. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So so in other words, uh, when you make yeah, like when you make a mistake, don't let it go. Learn from it and move forward. Is what right. is kind of the maybe that's the general philosophy that you would share with the listeners of this podcast. So thank you for that. Right, sure. well, 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 excellent. So uh well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. Really appreciate your sharing your, your background, your business, your journey with the rest of the, the entrepreneurial world out there. Uh, and just uh, to everyone listening, uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you again, Lisa. Yes, thank you, Todd. Really appreciate the opportunity.